Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Oh, it's Wednesday, middle of the week. I heard somebody describe Wednesday as the speed bump of the week. Speed bump of the week. It's right in the middle, slows you down, calms you down, but it also can... If you hit it too fast, it can launch you. It can launch you. Once you get on the other side can of it, you scrape can, the bottom of the car. You can floor it again. <laughs> oh, well, just no, that we idea. We always we need to obey the laws of the land and drive safely in neighborhoods. There's little kids out there. Yes, that is true. However, what we have here is the middle of the week, and it's it's time to keep exhorting one another as long as it's called today so that we will enter that rest. Mm-hmm. We want to enter that Sabbath rest of God that he has planned for us. I want to talk a little bit about that Sabbath rest and the new covenant. Excellent. I think uh, I think Hebrews 4 will allow you to do that. I'm going to start in <laughs> verse 6. I'm going to read through verse 11. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience, again he appoints a certain day, today saying through David so long afterward in the words already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Strive to enter the rest so that we do not fall from the same disobedience. So there's a picture here that God had his day of rest there mm-hmm. in the, at the beginning of creation, and right. man is actually invited to enter into that rest. But yes. we, we know how that ended. Mm-hmm. We know how that ended. That ended with Adam and Eve actually abandoning the rest of God because Eve took from the tree and Adam took with her and ate. Yeah. They, instead of relying on God, instead of maintaining that harmony and that, that complete reliance upon the work of God, they decided they were going to reach out and do their own thing. They were going to mm-hmm. get their own wisdom. They were going to do it their own way. Right. And of course, what that meant was a disunity with God, a lack mm-hmm. of fellowship, a severing, and they got tossed out of the garden. Yeah. The, they were... They were kicked out they of the rest totally of God. Kicked out with with angels there, so they could never go back. With swords, toil in every direction, toil and sweat, thorns and thistles, pain. That's that's what started there because they they abandoned God's rest that He invited them into. Now, our Hebrew author has has made a case that going into the land of Israel was supposed to be entering into God's rest. The promised land. Joshua's trying to take him there. But or Moses, that first, then Joshua. That first generation didn't get in there at all. Mm-hmm. He swore to them, you will not enter my rest. Yeah. But now he makes a case. Well, David is telling us about a rest, which means whatever happened under Joshua was not being brought into that ultimate rest. Right. He said, if, if if Joshua had done it, then David wouldn't be telling us later, you won't yeah. enter my rest. Yeah. So he's saying there's still some rest being discussed that we are looking forward to. In scripture. To. Yeah. Which now brings us to a discussion that we have today, because he's tying this together with Sabbath. Yes. He, he's tying... The day of rest. Yes. In the, the day law of, rest, of Moses. There were Sabbath weeks for mm-hmm. with, when you look at festivals where they were supposed to not do any work. Yeah. And there were Sabbath years. Right. Where they were not supposed to work the land. Yeah. 
So there was this this concept of rest, and all of that tied together with relying on God, with being so dependent upon God and His work that recognizing that we would prosper and not wither by relying and resting in Him. One of the ways that He taught that uh, generation of Israelites to respect the Sabbath and have rest on the Sabbath, He's feeding them manna in the wilderness. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and He would provide extra. On the sixth day, mm-hmm. right, so that they could take up more because he didn't want them out there collecting on the Sabbath. He wanted right. it to be a day of rest. And for those that didn't trust him, the, uh, you know, they, they tried to go out uh, on Sabbath and get some more. Yeah, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, not there. It was it, the it wasn't there. If they kept some the other days, they were supposed to go out daily. If they kept extra on in, Monday, in the other day, it, it was, was all wormy and wor- rotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he really did have this strong lesson to them: depend on me. Mm-hmm. What I give you each day is enough, mm-hmm. and then what I give you on the sixth day is going to be enough. Rely on me. So be in harmony with me. Right. I am working. So that what work you do is actually effective and powerful and amazing. And if you just live in this complete harmony with me, yeah. even the work you do is rest. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, again, going back to that picture of Adam and Eve in the garden, they were supposed to work right. in the garden. They were supposed to tend and keep the garden. But because of that harmony with God and and the completed work of God... That work was joyous. It was prosperous. I think about what it says in Psalm 1 as it gives us a picture of trees of life planted by living waters. It's reminding us of that garden imagery of of the fact that, look, it's it's prosperous. You don't wither. You know, whatever you do, it prospers. Can you imagine being in some type of setting where, look, no matter what I do, it is prosperous and active and wonderful and joyous, and I don't have to worry that it might mess up and wither. I don't have to worry that instead thorns and thistles are going to grow up. That is a much different kind of work mm-hmm. than what we're doing now, mm-hmm. than, than mm-hmm. the work that we're engaged in. That's being in the rest of the Lord. However, it does bring up that idea of Sabbath, mm-hmm. Sabbath, and here we are in this new covenant, and what do we do with Sabbath? If I've heard it once, Andrew, I've heard it a thousand times, and I bet you're the same way, as people talk about Sunday as the Christian Sabbath. You ever heard anybody say that? I've absolutely heard that, yeah. Sun, yeah, sun, yeah we, we have the Sabbath, Sabbath day, but but Sunday, it used to be Saturday, but right. now Sabbath is Sunday. Yeah. and uh, Or you might hear someone say, well, you know, the Catholics changed the Sabbath day to Sunday. Sure. Or sure. Constantine, Constantine changed, changed the Sabbath to Sunday. Yeah. Look, I don't know. I, maybe Constantine did call Sunday the Sabbath. I don't know. Maybe there are Catholics who believe that Sunday is the Sabbath. Here's what I know, though. They didn't change the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. The Sabbath day is the seventh day. Yeah. It was from the time that God established it. It will be forever. If we want to keep the Sabbath day... Mm-hmm. We have to keep it on the seventh day of the week. Mm-hmm. That is when the Sabbath day is. Even after Christianity started, Jews who were keeping the Sabbath kept it on the seventh day. Correct. And so if if you want to keep the Sabbath day, you don't keep it on Sunday. You keep it on Saturday. Yeah. However, in the New Covenant, we discover that the keeping of the Sabbath day is actually not a part of this covenant. It's not a required part of this covenant. Hey, I think that's a really important point to make. Maybe we ought to go slow on that and show a couple of verses because some people might say, what? Okay. <laughs> I, 
Absolutely. Let's do it. So I think in Romans chapter 14, in Romans chapter 14, Paul is addressing unity in the church in Rome, Mm -hmm. specifically between Jews and Gentiles. Right. So he's bringing up things that might cause disunity. And one of the things he brings up is the keeping of days. In Romans chapter 14, verses 5 and 6, one person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to the Lord. While the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to the Lord. So he brings in not only the day, but also some of the dietary laws, Mm -hmm. which helps us understand we are dealing with a distinction centered around Jews who, because of their heritage, even though they had become Christians, were still keeping aspects of the law, versus Gentiles who did not have to be brought under the law. Right. And so the point is that the Sabbath day was not a covenant requirement. It is not a covenant requirement. You and I have come into this new covenant. We do not have to esteem the Sabbath day above all days. You know, there's another passage that comes to mind to address this in the book of Colossians chapter 2. You know, in Colossians chapter 2 is talking about the power of Christ and his death upon the cross. And in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13, you being dead in your trespasses and the uh, uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Verse 16, so let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. That, I think, is a powerful passage. I appreciate you bringing that one up, especially because, okay, so you said let's take this slow. Uh, I brought this up with a fella who is a bit of a Sabbatarian. Okay. And his response to this was they were being judged for keeping the Sabbath, and he's saying they're, they're being told, no, you keep the Sabbath. Don't worry about people judging you for keeping it. I think you can only come to that if you pull this verse out and just try yeah. to talk about just the singular verse that says, don't be judged for the Sabbath. Because when we look around it, what's before it is the idea, the law has been set aside. Taken These legal requirements the have been set aside. Yeah. Well, it's the law that said, keep the Sabbath. Exactly. Those are all hallmarks of the law. And then what's said right after it is because those were a shadow mm-hmm. and the substance is Christ. Exactly. In other words, those things were, they pointed to. Yes. They gave us a picture of. Yes. They, they prepared us for Jesus Christ. But now we have Jesus Christ and we don't need shadow. Mm-hmm. We don't need foreshadowing. We have the actual substance which actually ties into what's going on here in Hebrews. What is it that the Sabbath day was shadowing or foreshadowing? What reality of rest do we have in Christ that the Sabbath day of the first covenant does not provide only points to? So we're looking for the substance. Mm -hmm. And the substance of the old covenant Sabbath day is not Sunday. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So look... In the New Testament, do we find that Christians met on the first day of the week? Amen, we do. Did they did they preach and teach and study? Did they yes. participate in the Lord's Supper? Yes. They even took up collections yes. on the first day of the week. These yes. were things that they did. There, there was The first day of the week for Christians has a special remembrance because of the resurrection of the Lord. But it is not called the Sabbath day. And it is not the fulfillment of... That when the Sabbath was giving us a foreshadowing, it mm-hmm. was not foreshadowing 
Sunday. Exactly. Okay. It was foreshadowing the rest in Jesus Christ and the ultimate Sabbath that Jesus mm-hmm. is going to bring us into. I, By the way, I think it's interesting that the Hebrew writer specifically refers to Joshua. Yeah. Since Joshua and Jesus are actually the same name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Joshua that's right. is that Hebrew version. Yeah. Je- Yeshua. 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 Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. And so what he's saying is Joshua didn't do it. What's the implication? Jesus is doing it. Jesus does it. He, he, we, we've got this greater than Moses. We've got someone who is greater than Joshua. The new Moses, the new David, the new Joshua. The new Joshua. Jesus Christ is the one who is bringing us into the rest. The fulfillment of Sabbath under the new mm-hmm. covenant is not Sunday. It is Jesus Christ himself and the ultimate rest that he is going to be bringing us to. The rest that we have even now in him, mm-hmm. but will ultimately have in the resurrection. Yeah. So that's the New Testament Sabbath. Yeah. If we want to talk about, and it's it's not actually being changed because if you want to keep the Sabbath as ordered in the law, it's always going to be Saturday that you got to do that. Yeah. But under the new covenant, we realize we are freed from the law, which is what mm-hmm. we saw in Galatians. Yeah. It, we are freed from all the things that the law couldn't free us from. Mm-hmm. And, and we are set free in Jesus Christ. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Yeah. And we're looking forward to the rest that he is going to give us. And it is a wonderful hope for the rest of Christ. We're so glad that you join us today for Text Talk. We'd love to uh, hear what you're uh, thinking as you're reading along with us, what you're gaining from the text. We'd love to get those emails, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, or jump over to the Facebook discussion page. Uh, we, we love to connect with you there. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for Christ, who is our rest. Mm. We know, Lord, that uh, there are people who are serious about rest, serious about wanting to to do what's right in your sight, and so we always pray, Father, for great wisdom and discernment as we come to your scriptures. But, Father, not to miss the substance for the shadows, but to learn these lessons as you have revealed them to us in scripture, to appreciate the freedom we have in the new covenant and the wonderful hope we have of that eternal rest in Christ, in that resurrection and life forevermore. Bring us, Father, to that day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.